Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, we are so thrilled to welcome Brennan Dean, the founder and owner with his wife, Mary Jo, of the largest homeschool convention provider in the United States, the Great Homeschool Conventions. Welcome, Brennan. Well, thank you very much. It is a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to uh, having a fun discussion about something that we all believe in very much, and that is uh, homeschooling in general. And then, uh, and then what we try to do with great homeschool conventions where we feel like we, uh, we, we are called to equip and encourage uh, homeschooling families that we just think are the salt of the earth. And we try to do everything that we can to in- equip and encourage them with, uh, with fun homeschooling conventions every year. So it's great to be here. Good. Well, I am absolutely delighted to hear all the things from you, Brennan. Jenny's a groupie, Brennan. I am. I'm a groupie. <laughs> we never met, but I am a groupie of the homeschool convent, the great homeschool conventions. Hey, we're all sure. homeschooling fans. Yes, so <laughs> true. Um, first off, why don't you tell us? So your wife and you homeschooled your kids, of course. Why did you choose that we path did. for your family? You know, um, that's a great question. Um, and we did, uh, so let me, let me color in between the lines there for you just a little bit. Yeah. I was, I had spent some time, uh, in the Christian music business. Um, my own background was, uh, my dad was a pastor and I went to Bible college, et cetera. And, um, then I ended up in the Christian music business and, um, was around a couple of people that, that homeschooled and that sort of, helped uh, point me in that direction as we had young children and we were trying to think about, uh, about what we might do. Mm -hmm. And that really, um, that helped answer some of our questions and even ease our mind a little bit that, um, that you could give your kids a great education and that you weren't necessarily, you know, a weirdo for, uh, (laughs) for choosing this path. And, um, so yeah, that just that kind of leaned us into uh, into those conversations. And uh, when we started, I will tell you, we didn't we did not approach this as a um, as a hey, we're going to homeschool for the next twelve years. Mm-hmm. It was a yearly thing for us. And as I say that, you know, I think it was uh, Scott Somerville from uh, HSLDA, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, back in the day that said. Homeschooling is is where mom does all the work and dad takes all the credit. So I got to be real <laughs> careful right from right from jump to say that. Uh, thankfully, we've uh, we have had some good success. The Lord has blessed our our efforts and my wife's hard work. But uh, I want to be quick to to uh, emphasize that it was uh, it was Mary Jo Dean's hard work and awesome job in uh, in homeschooling the kids. But but yeah, to that point, it was just a. Uh, are we are we going to do public school? Are we going to do private school? Are we going to do homeschooling? And we just felt like um, homeschooling gave us the most flexibility. 
mm-hmm. um, to individualize that instruction, uh, as well as the most flexibility from a calendar perspective. And um, I was sort of transitioning from the Christian music business into a, a sales environment um, where my schedule was going to be kind of crazy. And we felt like homeschooling would give us some flexibility there as well. So it was a, it was a really, now at the, we learned a lot more later um, that homeschooling was an even better fit than we realized at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But just in those very beginning stages, it was it was nice to to sort of have um, a couple of people that had gone on before that could say, hey, here's here's the way you can do it. And yeah. and we sort of followed in their footsteps. Awesome. And are your kids all growing now? They are. Um, what are they I up will, to? Uh, <laughs> well, so we. Um, this is now. This is this will be interesting for you as well as the uh, as the as the founders and and owners of great homeschool conventions. Um, we homeschooled our oldest um, all twelve years, mm-hmm. and uh, he went on to university, graduated from the University of Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and um, he now lives in Florida mm-hmm. and uh, works in the data analytics field, and. Um, then we homeschooled our middle one. And when I say we, I'm using that word liberally. <laughs> yep. um, my wife homeschooled We're our middle one. We're tracking with you. <laughs> and um, then he actually um, did a hybrid of homeschooling as well as some classes at uh, the public high school um, as he got into his sophomore and junior and senior years. And um, then he went on to. Uh, Miami of Ohio and um, got his degree there. He also uh, played football at Miami of Ohio. Hmm. And then he went on to um, an Ivy League law school and graduated. And now he lives in New York City and uh, and is licensed in the state of New York. Hmm. And then our baby, <laughs> uh, we homeschooled uh, through uh, her junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And then in her senior year, she uh, also kind of followed in her um, middle brother's footsteps and uh, was also involved at, uh, at, at our, at the, we, we live in a, in a arguably good school district, um, <laughs> though we have some concerns there as well. <laughs> so it is, it's very, very relative, but so I, I say that just to say, you know, we kind of worked that out with fear and trembling and a lot of prayer year after year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that uh, at that high school level, moved into more of a hybrid scenario um, with with two of the kids anyway. Mm-hmm. And the baby uh, went on to uh, Mount St. Joe University and um, got her uh degree in education and is currently finishing her master's mm. and um, she actually works in the public school system as an intervention teacher. Ah. So, um, you've kind of got uh, the whole gamut. So we, we, uh, I, I think it's, it's about, again, doing, doing what with a lot of prayer and a lot of conversation and a lot of hard work, um, doing everything that you can to raise your children for us as a Christian family in the nurture and admonition of the Lord mm-hmm. and, um, and help guide them on, uh, 
on the path that is going to uh, be best for them in, mm-hmm. in a way that hopefully uh, honors the Lord. Now, mm-hmm. all three of them went to university, one on to law school, one on to get her master's. Um, they are all university graduates. Um, I want to be really quick to say, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the path for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think there can be many other paths, vocational school and otherwise. Um, my, one of my grandpas was a coal miner. Mm. I myself am a, am a Bible college dropout. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and my, and my wife, uh, did not graduate from college either. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I mean, I think it's important. I think it's important if we're going to talk about homeschooling and choosing uh, that as an option. Here you've got with with a lot of prayer and a lot of hard work and a lot of resources and a lot of help. You know, nobody's an island. Mm-hmm. But um, here you've got a husband and wife. We've been married over thirty years. Three kids who who um, are through university one through an Ivy league law school. Um, and neither of us, uh, have a college degree. I, I just think there's, you know, there's mm-hmm. some of that nonsense out there that, uh, Oh, I could never teach my kids mm-hmm. or, That's right. or the other nonsense. Like what, what qualifies you? You don't have a teaching degree. Yep. Well, no, yeah. not only do I not have a teaching degree, I don't even have a college degree. Right? Yep. <laughs> um, That's right. so, um, now you, you can learn a lot of things right there with your kids. Uh, and I will tell you, there is, there is nobody that is going to fight for and be passionate about um, and be committed to uh, your child's success educationally and otherwise, yeah. quite, like a, quite like a mama bear and a daddy bear and, mm, and especially absolutely. the mama bear. That's so, true. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. Let's shift gears a little bit and start talking about conventions, because I've always wondered about this and you and I have known each other for several years and I've never had a chance to ask you, but, you know, there have been state level conventions ever since modern homeschooling came kind of back into the onto the landscape, I guess. Um, But great homeschools is something different than the state level conventions. Um, What? How is it different from those state level things and, and how and why and when did you decide to launch great homeschool conventions in the middle of your homeschooling journey there? <laughs> you know, it's, that's really, it's really funny because we kind of backed into it. Um, I had, uh, I had just recently been, um, again, working in the Christian music business. Uh, I did some work both as a, as a, as a promoter and as a manager and a management consultant, uh, to, to a variety of different, um, Christian artists and Christian musicians. I think I've got, I've got a half a dozen, uh, gold records in a box somewhere out in the garage with my, with my name on them from, from those days, <laughs> decades ago. But you weren't um, a lead singer. You were a promoter. <laughs> no, well, I, I sang in quartet in Bible college oh, before I dropped wow. out. Um, uh, so it was always my, uh, it was always my dream to sort of replace, uh, Big Chief with the Statesman Quartet back in the day. That's probably somebody you have no idea who it is, but I grew up no. with the quartet no. music and <laughs> Southern gospel music. So, um, but all of that to say, um, my wife had gone to a couple of homeschool conventions, mm-hmm. um, one or two, and um, she had found them to be helpful as she was trying to gather ideas and resources 
as well as helpful to also sort of network with other homeschool moms and realize that she wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she wasn't the only one, you know, traveling this path. So she and I decided to go to a homeschool convention and mm-hmm. we attended for uh, part of a day. We didn't attend the whole thing, but it was really without mentioning you know, where that was, because that's not the point. I just came away from it Mm. going, you know, um, I think uh, I said to her on, on our drive back to the house, Mm -hmm. I said, I think we could do one of these in Cincinnati and I think we could promote it better and produce it better Mm -hmm. than kind of what we just saw. Now that wasn't, that wasn't in any way. Um, it's just, that's, that's what I had just been doing for the last several years of my life. I had been promoting and producing events for a living. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's not in any way, um, that's not in any way a a, a bad reflection on the folks that were doing that. It's just, I had, I was living in a different space at that Mm -hmm. time. So um, we really, and I really did not know anything about uh, the fact that there were state organizations, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, in, in, in many states that had conventions. I, I knew that there were a couple, but I didn't Mm -hmm. realize that there were as many of them as there were. Uh Um, neither did I know that the state organizations, quote unquote, sort of like if, if, if you were a Michigan state organization, you just sort of did your thing in Michigan and you never really promoted it outside of Michigan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Indiana, same thing with Ohio, same thing with Kentucky, same thing with Virginia. And so we lived in Cincinnati, where we live now. Mm-hmm. Well, Cincinnati, if you know anything about Cincinnati, the, the I-275 loop that runs around Cincinnati runs through Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. Oh. So when we decided to do a convention, we decided, okay, we'll just we'll just call it the Cincinnati Homeschool Convention. There there was mm-hmm. not a convention in Cincinnati. There were there were some convention events that were a couple hours away in different directions, but we thought, Hey, right. why not? Why not one right here locally? Mm-hmm. So, um, and kind of a so tri-state we did, one we decided. Yeah. So we, well, we decided to call it the Cincinnati homeschool convention. We, we, mm-hmm. we uh, did it at, at our church at the time we were going to uh, what was called landmark Baptist temple. It was, it sat on about 160 acres. I think it's now called landmark Cincinnati. Um, and uh, we just decided to, hey, let's let's try it. We've got we've got some room to have some exhibitors, and we have a lot of you know Sunday school rooms where we can do workshops, and we can use the the sanctuary as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and so then it was also somewhat natural to just also promote it, just just as I had been promoting you know events with Stephen Curtis Chapman or or you know Point of Grace or for him or whoever. The, the, I did some you know, gave her vocal mandates. And so we, we began to promote it. And in, in the context of that, you know, just networked with, with radio and with other groups. Um, at the time I had, uh, I had been doing some, uh, some events with the American family association down in uh, Mississippi, mm-hmm. wonderful folks, wonderful organization. They, uh, they jumped in and helped us, helped us, uh, promote, uh, those first couple of conventions in particular. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the word just sort of spread, mm-hmm. and uh, wouldn't you know, 
the Cincinnati Homeschool Convention, when we looked at the when we looked at the uh, registrations, we realized that people came from like not just Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, but people came from like six or seven different states, which was a little mm-hmm. surprising to us. Yeah. Um, and uh, a friend of mine who who has now gone on to heaven, um, a friend of mine that worked with the American Family Association, he kind of headed up their radio uh, ministry, said, you know, I think instead of calling this the Cincinnati Homeschool Convention, maybe you should call it the Midwest Homeschool Convention mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we the second year, we called it the Midwest Homeschool Convention in Cincinnati. And then um, some of our exhibitors and speakers uh, came to us and said, boy, we love this event. Uh, have you ever thought about going somewhere else? Not just doing Cincinnati, but, but going to South Carolina or mm-hmm. going to Texas. And yeah. um, I, I honestly hadn't, I hadn't really thought of that. Um, but when those, uh, when those folks sort of planted the seed, uh, my wife and I talked about it and thought, well, why not? At, at the time, there um, there seemed to be a, a, a great opportunity to do something in the great state of South Carolina, and, <laughs> uh, and so we added that. and And over the years, we've added to the degree we have um, we have five we have five uh, regional events: one in a, one in Southern California, one in Texas, one in Missouri, one in South Carolina, and um, and one in Ohio. So there was really no. To, to to answer your question, there was no um, uh, there was no uh, detailed familiarity with um, homeschooling history and with other conventions that were out mm-hmm. there. We just thought, hey, it'd be a great idea to have one in Cincinnati. Yeah, and um, and it kind of took off. Yeah, and we're glad you did. You need to do it in Wisconsin, though. Hey, we we are from Wisconsin, <laughs> as our listeners know, and. There's nothing. We packed up that minivan, you guys, and we trucked it all the way to Cincinnati. Yeah. Jenny, how many of them you did you go to? We, we've been to almost all of them, Brennan. Yeah. Our family. Yep. We, and we, and it, one of the it's main. It's amazing to me. Yeah. We, we literally have, every year we have attendees from virtually every state in the United States. Yeah. Uh, between the five conventions. Mm-hmm. There's always there's always a good representation from Canada. Um, we've actually had some missionaries that have that have sort of uh, been able to to in some way coincide their trip home with the states mm-hmm. or their home to the states with with attending um, a convention from time to time as well, which has been really really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cincinnati convention in particular, um, goodness, I I I think we end up with attendees from like. 15 or 16 or 17 different states plus Canada That's uh, with a ton of people coming to your point, a ton of people coming from, yeah. from uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wisconsin's a great state. That might be a, <laughs> yeah. they, I think they've got a pretty good college football team up there from what I hear as well. Um, let's do one here in Wisconsin, they, Brennan. They, <laughs> let's get it going. And, and they, let's talk, and, let's talk about the nut, the, you know, the nut people there, the roasted nuts. Okay. Listen. Wait, which nut people? You mean in in Ohio? In Ohio. In Ohio. Who are the roasted nut oh. people? The, oh, I. You know. You what? cannot That's, attend without getting yourself some of those 
pecans, those roasted pecans. Yeah. Are, oh my gosh, right? And <laughs> those it, are, you that don't know you smell, want them until you smell them. That's yeah. right. And that smell, it reminds me of the great homeschool convention in Cincinnati. Ah. <laughs> well, we, we tried, you know, and that, that adds a lot. Uh, that really, really does. We, we try to, to design the convention every year. Um, I, we, we sort of have three words that have become our building block. Um, we want it to be equipping. Mm-hmm. We want it to be encouraging. And we want it to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a huge exhibit hall at each convention. Uh, you know, phenomenal resources that you can see up close and personal and yep. talk to the people that either designed it or the people that use it. Tons of great speakers. Tons of great workshop sessions. Um, and uh, one of the things that we try to do with the workshops is we'll have eight or 10 or 12 workshops going on all at once Hmm. over and over and over throughout the day. So that over the three days of the convention, you've literally got two or 300 workshops that you can choose from. I think maybe in, maybe in our smallest convention, there might only be like 150 or 170 (laughs) workshops over the three days. (laughs) But, but, but the idea there is um, we want to try, we want to try to meet you where you are. Wherever it is in your homeschool journey, whether you're just starting out or whether you're a 10 year vet um, or maybe you're a 10 year vet, but now you have another child that you're just starting (laughs) out with. um, We want to try to give you this smorgasbord of workshop sessions Mm -hmm. from which you can choose what is most applicable um, for you and your family. Um, So equipping and encouraging. And then we try to make it fun. Um, Well, um, let's talk about that for a minute. One of the things that I hear often, and this is a, this is a thing, moms and dads that I want you to really, really pay attention to, because oftentimes when we talk about homeschool conventions, sometimes the consensus is, oh, I I would love to go, but it's going to be so overwhelming. It's going to, I don't even know the curriculum is going to overwhelm me. And I want to touch on that point because I started off as a new homeschool mom. And I, I tell parents all the time, that is not the case. In fact, if you feel overwhelmed, I would say it's the perfect place to be because these curriculum providers and the speakers and everybody else is just so kind and patient. And it's what they love to do. They love to talk. It's what they did. And so what would you say to that, Brennan? It, do you, about the overwhelm? Do you think that that's a thing? What are your thoughts? I think, you know, I think that it can seem overwhelming until you, you begin to understand um, the depth and breadth of resources that are available mm-hmm. and that you, you don't have to, you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to have all the answers all at once. You don't have to understand what I'm going to do for the next 12 years homeschooling my children. Yes, exactly. Um, And the other thing is you, when you're homeschooling, um, you can actually pivot. You can actually, if you realize that you started in a direction that isn't quite working, you can pivot and, and move in another direction. And Oh, by the way, it may not be the same with each child. Um, (laughs) So you, you learn to sort of design things. I got to tell you, um, I'm, I'm just so proud of, of 
I mean, my wife was so amazing with our three kids and with, with the middle one in particular, the one who went on to the Ivy league law school after being homeschooled by a mama that doesn't even have a college degree and a dad that doesn't have a college degree. Um, she works so well with him, uh, all three of them, but I know in particular, he had, uh, he had what my wife would have described as the wiggly butt sometimes when it was time to try <laughs> yeah. to do some homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And if he had been in a classroom environment with 20 other kids, mm. yep, that would not have worked. And I will tell you, um, it could very easily have been the sort of situation where they said that that little boy needs a pill so that he can sit down and pay attention. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing is my wife was able to say, Hey, have we got a little case of the wiggly butt? Okay. Let's go out in the backyard and throw a football for an hour. Yes. And after we go throw the football for a half an hour or an hour or shoot baskets, um, now we can come in and be about the business of, of, uh, you know, getting a little bit of math done or a little bit of reading done. Right. Um, and, and oh, by the way, and there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot of people a lot smarter than me that would tell you that, uh, especially for little ones, play is one of the most important parts of, mm-hmm. of, uh, development and That's learning right. and, and quote unquote schooling. <laughs> and you're able to, you're able to play and you're able to do so many things organically, but yeah. yes, to your point, mm-hmm. if you feel overwhelmed, um, you just need to you just take a deep breath, take a step back, avail mm-hmm. yourself of some of the resources that are there. Have yeah. some of the conversations that you can have. Listen to a phenomenal podcast or, uh, such as this one where you can sort of be <laughs> mentored, um, be mentored by some of those that have that have gone on before. And there are there's a ton of support groups as well. And oh, yeah. by the way, there's a lot of great you, you, you mentioned something earlier you, uh, about state homeschool. There are wonderful state yeah. uh, homeschool organizations and and local citywide homeschool organizations. Um, you know, there are some nice structured elements mm-hmm. yeah. while at the same time, there's a lot of things that are they're structured, but they're not uh, they're not ironclad. I mean, that's one right. of the that's one of the crazy things about homeschoolers is trying to trying to sort of get your arms around the homeschool community is trying to hurt a bunch of cats because they're, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're so independent. Yes. Um, and, and uh, you know, moms and dads that have, that have decided to, uh, you know, to strike out in, in some ways on their own, in other ways, not. I mean, there are people that have gone before and there are, there are resources available, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, I look, I got to tell you, there are, there's just no group of people as awesome as homeschooling moms and dads that, mm-hmm. that decide to set aside a second income that decide that the raising my child, the education of my child, the raising my child and the nurture and admonition of the Lord, uh, that, you know, nothing is more important than that. That's um, right. And you know what? I'll pitch my tent with that group of people mm. any day uh, and every day. In the same way with our wonderful speakers and exhibitors. I mean, look, it, it's homeschooling. It's it's gotten big. So in some ways, it's a yeah. You there, there's a there are dollars available for curriculum providers because there's so many families homeschooling. 
But on the flip side, um, convention organizers and curriculum uh, companies, many of them mom and pop curriculum companies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that have phenomenal resources. Yeah. If you were setting out to, to, to just strike it rich, <laughs> would you want to identify as your audience, as your, as your target customer, somebody that lives on one income instead of two? Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody mm-hmm. that you're all, so I, I think in general, uh, you, you make a great observation about just the heart of those speakers and exhibitors that we have. They're truly, truly mm. um, trying to serve homeschoolers and serve them well because they love them and because they're passionate about it and they're passionate about helping them, uh, you know, with their kids. And yeah. I, and I will say very, very quickly, I, I, I forgive me. I, I'm, uh, my mind is jumping. Yeah, go with it. As as wonderful as wonderful as homeschooling is, and it is, um, homeschooling will not save your kids. That's Only right. Only Jesus Christ. Yes. Can save Amen your kids. to that. Yes. That's right. So, look, I mean, I, I'm a preacher's kid. Yeah. I was in church every time the doors were open, and a lot of times <laughs> when the doors weren't even open, um, that, that doesn't save you. Didn't save me. Um, I think homeschooling is a phenomenal option. Um, and I think more often than not, it's probably arguably the best way to go. Um, but I understand that there are parents that, you know, for whatever reason do some, I mean, even as we did in some of those high school years, but they may, they may do a blend or there may, there may be some parents that do a little bit of this and a little bit of that in the first year. And then they're like, Oh, I can do this. And so they yes. graduate into perhaps doing more and more mm-hmm. um, homeschooling. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think as parents, um, we are very, very wise to be careful um, about help that can be offered to us. Um, as taxpayers, um, because with it can can come mm-hmm. some uh, some nasty regulation where somebody yep. tries to then tell us what we can or can't teach. Right, that um, is correct. But but I want to be gracious there at the same time for that mom who um, may be scared to death, mm-hmm. may be catching all kinds of all kinds of grief from relatives and from her own mom and dad or who may be in more of a rural setting um, where she doesn't have as many uh, support options as you would have in a big city perhaps or or perhaps a mom who like my wife and I didn't graduate Mm -hmm. from college and is really really nervous as she Mm -hmm. begins her homeschooling journey Um, so I'm I'm um, I think it's really really healthy to have discussions there um so that you know everybody has their their eyes wide open um as to some of the you know entrapments and snares that can be out there mm-hmm. but i also i also would not want to be i would not want to be um condemning of someone who is who is working hard and praying hard and and just frantically doing everything she or he 
uh, knows to do before God mm-hmm. to, to do right, to do right by their children in a way that would honor the Lord. So I, I, there's, there's a balance there um, of, um, you know, lovingly coming alongside and saying, Hey, think about this mm-hmm. and think about these, think, you know, you know, this may look good, but what might be around the corner. And then if somebody says, I understand that, but I feel like for today, I need a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Then, um, then, then we want to come alongside and, and support them. Look, I, I'll tell you this. I believe, I believe it is better to be homeschooling with some assistance um, than it is some assistance from, you know, the school system or, or whatever. I believe it's better to be homeschooling and doing that than it is to just be uh, not engaged and, you know, throwing them on the, throwing them on the bus every day. (laughs) But there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a balance there where uh, I think we need to have some of those important, important conversations. And Tina, you have been, you have been a, a great voice for, um, saying, Hey, have, have we thought about all of these potential pitfalls? Yeah. Um, because, um, you know, the, you know, why a mouse dies in a mousetrap because he didn't, he, he thought the cheese was free, right? Exactly. So, um, and people don't realize that. So, so we have to tell them and then, and then they can take the information and use it. Right. Yeah. I think, I, th- I think some people don't, you know, and it's very easy to look at that and say, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, and I think there's some, you know, there's some, different ways to structure some of those things. And, and people think, well, Hey, I am a taxpayer. So mm. if I can get some of my tax money back and it's, it's awfully hard when you've got a single income homeschooling family that is just raping to get by to, um, for them to then as a taxpayer, not take some of that assistance. Right. Um, so I, I think it's important to say, Hey, have we, have we thought about, have we thought about some of those potential you know, challenges and potential pitfalls, uh, while at the same time, and Tina, I know you would never, I'm not, uh, you would never feel this way, but I have heard others that have almost excoriated someone in a way that I was like, man, you're going to, you're going to drive them completely away from home. I mean, show, we got to show some grace to somebody who is with fear and trembling, trying to, to make a wise decision while at the same time, having a really, really important conversation. Um, and it's, and it's here, by the way, I mean, it's, it's happening more and more. Um, I will tell you, I think the, uh, that's probably where, um, I, I think that's probably where we will see some of the biggest challenges in the years ahead mm-hmm. will be, um, how that assistance is treated. Um, is it like, Hey, by the way, here is your, here's your, your stipend. Mm. Here's your money that we took from you that we're going to give back to you. <laughs> uh, but oh, by the way, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And uh, and I think we've really got to be, we've really got to be um, uh, on our guard and vigilant. Yeah. Um, when we look at that. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No. Amen to that. That could be a topic for a whole different episode. But um, I want to get back to the workshop speakers a little bit. Um, how do you find the people who speak at your workshops and get them to come and speak for you? Do you, you pay them or I mean, how, how, how and why do they come? So uh, it's an interesting scenario. There are, um, 
there are there are always more people willing to speak than we have opportunities. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, so we really we we try to be careful to choose those speakers that we we really feel like have something um, unique to offer that's in a that's in a you know in a in a lane, if you will, that is important. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those lanes are a little bigger lanes than others, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, but we try to cover a wide array of topics um, over that three day period. Um, I will tell you that um, in some instances, uh, there are speakers that we compensate for coming in and speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and by the way, that's the only way you get some speakers. Uh, there are some that are just, um, they have the luxury of not needing to get on a plane and go speak somewhere. And so if you <laughs> want them to come and speak, you've got to give them a reason to, right. to do it. Um, not that, not that they don't believe in homeschooling and they don't believe in speaking to homeschoolers. It's just, um, they have to, they have to also provide for their own families. Right. Um, and then we have uh, we have a lot of other speakers that that we have relationships with that exhibit with us every year, and mm-hmm. and as a part of our relationship with them, uh, they exhibit and and may lead uh, you know a workshop or two or three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been times that we've we've uh, had to try to go out and recruit a speaker here or there um, if we felt like there was you know a particular topic that we wanted to highlight a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, years ago, we, uh, we brought in, uh, Dr. Michael Gurian, hmm. um, for two or three years in a row. Um, uh, Michael Gurian is, is a Jewish, phenomenally brilliant guy, uh, lives out on the West coast. I think he lives in Washington state, hmm. but he's done an amazing, amazing amount of uh, research on on how boys' brains and girls' brains are different. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just just a tremendously smart guy. He's, he's written a bunch of best-selling books. And, um, and we thought that was, you know, sort of an important thing that we wanted to, wanted to highlight some of his expertise at our conventions for a couple of years um, at, a, at a time when he was available. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there are times that we'll, you know, sort of uniquely uh, – you know, try to work with somebody like that. There, there are other times that uh, we might be looking for somebody at the same time a uh, at the same time a a book publisher is looking for an opportunity for somebody to speak. Mm-hmm. So there, there have been times that somebody like Zondervan or somebody will will have somebody that they may uh, sort of pitch to us. Um, sometimes those work, sometimes those don't. Um, but um, we we've, we've tried to make sure that. Uh, you know, those speakers really have something that that contributes materially to uh, to the convention. Now, it may it may contribute to the convention from an equipping perspective. It may contribute to the convention from an encouraging perspective, um, or it may just contribute to the convention from a from a fun perspective. Um, three or four years ago, we had Jeff Foxworthy mm. uh, at our Texas convention, so. Um, that was just fun. <laughs> it was just good yeah. fun that night. Um, 
So, um, uh, this next year we have, uh, at a couple of the conventions, we have Michael Franzese. Um, Michael was a capo in the Colombo crime family in New York city. Um, before somebody, uh, before somebody, you know, gave him up or however you want to say it. And mm-hmm. he ended up, uh, he ended up going to prison. And I think mm. I may be incorrect. I want to say he was even in, and when he was in prison, he was in solitary confinement for like a couple of years or something. Um, Thanks. and, um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, here's a guy that, you know, legitimately was, uh, was a, was a member of organized crime. And, um, he became a, he became a believer, became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they washed in the blood believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and, um, he has an amazing, amazing testimony. Mm. And, um, and he and his wife actually homeschooled mm, for wow. a period of time after he got out of prison. <laughs> so, yeah. um, we had, uh, we had Chris Tonto Peranto with us a couple of years ago. Um, he and his wife also homeschooled for a period of time. Uh, Chris was a, uh, is a, uh, former army ranger and then a mm-hmm. former security contractor, um, who is one of the, uh, Benghazi survivors. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, so we try to, again, some of those speakers are just meant to be, um, inspiring and fun, uh, at the same time. Gianna yeah. Jessen has spoken Yes. Many, many years. We mm-hmm. love Gianna. She's, She's a, great. an abortion survivor. Yes. Um, so uh, Dr. Ben Carson, you probably mm-hmm. remember when Dr. Carson spoke. Yeah, I was what there. An amazing, uh, yeah. What an amazing guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and then next we have. Uh, sort of the sort of the female Ben Carson, uh, Dr. Carol Swain mm-hmm. was with us mm-hmm. last year. She's coming back next year. What an amazing what an amazing testimony. Um, uh, amazing personal story um, from GED and being a single mom, uh, single black female, GED, the PhD, mm. and uh, teaching at uh, at Vanderbilt Law, and uh, just an amazing, amazing person, a wonderful, uh, a wonderful Christian lady, mm-hmm. and um, and she's coming back to the conventions next year as well. Now mm. I. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned there, Michael Franzese uh, is a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, Sianna Jessen is a Christian. Carol Swain is a Christian. Um, uh, Chris Paranto, again, a Christian. Um, I, I do think it's important to just, just from a, to draw a couple of distinctives. Yep. We are a homeschooling convention. We are an education forum. Uh-huh. We are not a denominational gathering. Right. Right. So, so a couple things are important there. We're going to fly the plane at 30,000 feet, not at 10,000 feet. So I'm a preacher's kid. I understand it. There are some awesome um, and appropriate environments to have theological or doctrinal uh, debates, discussions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but within the context of the homeschooling convention that planes at 30,000 feet, not 10,000 feet, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we have, we have speakers and exhibitors 
um, that are not specifically Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not require that a speaker, you know, sign a statement of faith or anything like that. That might sound foreign to mm-hmm. uh, to somebody that that uh, doesn't. But I mean that that has been a thing, um, mm-hmm. and it still is a thing. I think in in some environments. Um, yeah. At the same time, we will not have a speaker that is anti-Christian. Um, yeah, I think, sure. I, I think if, if, if you look at that from the perspective of there are some, there are some um, Judeo-Christian fundamentals that, um, that are appropriate and that apply within how uh, the homeschool convention is structured as an, edu- as an education forum. We mm-hmm. do provide on our website, just so you know a little bit about us, we do give you our our own statement of faith. We mm-hmm. make no bones about it. This is who we are. This is where we're coming from. But at the same time, we let you know that, um, you know, it it is possible within the context of an education forum. We we do, by the way, we do not approve everybody that, I mean, we just turned down some people today that wanted to mm-hmm. exhibit. Um mm-hmm because they, they had some, some troubling things within their resources. I mean, we mm. do take a look at that. Yeah. Um, but um, it is possible that you could, when, when we have hundreds of exhibitors, hundreds of speakers, you may hear something um, or see something that you don't completely agree with. Mm-hmm. It's called an education forum. <laughs> and we... And we trust, we trust you as a homeschooling mom, as a homeschooling dad to make wise and smart decisions for your family. Yeah. I would, um, you know, I heard somebody remark years ago that they liked the idea of a convention, a homeschool convention that would thoroughly to the nth degree bet speakers and exhibitors hmm. providing a litmus test and not letting you in. If you didn't, you know, meet a B and C and dot every yeah. I and cross every T and, and the mom that was making that observation mm-hmm. said, because then when that is done, I know I can go to the convention and I just don't even have to think about it. I can just buy whatever I want to buy. And I know it's already been vetted for me. Hmm. And and I thought, you know what? That's dangerous. Um, yeah. I would, I would not want to suggest that. Um, number one, even if, even if we had some, I mean, in a, again, thirty thousand feet, not ten thousand feet. Mm-hmm. Um, to the best of our ability, we're not going to have a speaker or an exhibitor that is anti-Christian. Yeah. Um, that, it, but, but we may have you know, a wonderful speaker that has a phenomenal way of teaching math or some phenomenal parenting tips um, uh, or, or whatever that, you know, I, I haven't asked them if, boy, if, they, if this math program works wonders, I haven't asked them, um, you know, if they happen to, um, you know, be a, an evangelical Christian like I am. Now, right. we also, we also have a worldview team track at the convention. The plane drops from 30,000 feet down to 10,000 feet when we're looking at a worldview team track speaker, mm-hmm. because then we're getting into some subject matter that that uh, that requires um, uh, a great deal of of uh, 
you know, carefulness and cautiousness and, and discernment. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, I, I hope that makes right. sense. So yeah, because in that case, the kids are being taught, right? So you're much more careful about who's presenting, right? Much, much more careful. Yeah. And oh, by the way, the, uh, I will tell you that in the worldview teen track, we typically 10 or 20% of the audience are parents, which is awesome. Um, yeah. we, number one, I love the fact that the parents are there. Yeah. Um, and I know from emails and feedback that we have received. Um, that um, a lot of those worldview teen track sessions uh, have prompted, you know, phenomenal discussions between, between parents and children, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, back in the hotel room uh, in between convention days or, or on the car ride home. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome when that happens. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the convention hall, the exhibit hall. I mean, not the convention hall. (laughs) How many vendors typically sell at great homeschool convention event? Well, um, you know, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, I will tell you that, you know, some, some exhibitors get one booth space, some get two, some get three, mm-hmm. some may get, you know, six or eight. Um, in terms of number of exhibitors, oh, it's probably at least a hundred 100 to 125 to maybe as many as, as uh, 200 to 250. And then, so the Cincinnati exhibit hall, total booth spaces, uh, the Cincinnati exhibit hall approaches 500 wow. uh, booth mm. spaces. Um, now, there are some instances where um, exhibitors are, you know, they're just, they're, they're paying for, a booth space to come in. There are, there are other, other instances where, um, you know, that may be part of the, part of the, um, enticement for a, for a really big speaker to come in. If we say, Hey, we, you know, we understand that you live, you live in Washington state and we want you to come to Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. We'll pay for your, we'll, we'll pay for your airplane ticket and we'll give you a free booth. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll pick up your hotel room. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, and, and, the, and those exhibitors, as you know, they, they run the gamut. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. you can get, uh, you can get lost in the exhibit hall. You can literally, we have, we have people that just, so there are, there are two levels of registration. Mm-hmm. You can, you can register just to come and shop mm-hmm. or you can register to come and shop and attend workshop sessions and, yes. and special events. Um, so I know there are, there are some moms that will, you know, carpool from three mm-hmm. or four hours away and they'll just come and spend a day shopping. Um, <laughs> and then there are others that'll, that'll spend two or three days as the moms get away or, you know, they'll attend as a family. Sometimes yep. mom and the kids come on Thursday and Friday and dad joins them Friday night or Saturday when, yeah. you know, when the, uh, when his work week's done, um, and every now and then it's the, it's the inverse, by the way, every now and then it's, uh, you know, the dads that are doing the homeschooling yeah. and, and mom is, uh, yeah. and mom is the one that's working full time as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But yes, the, the exhibit hall, I, you know, there's just something about being able to, to, um, there, there's an energy and an enthusiasm yes. and an excitement about all those people and all those resources and, and being able to look at the best resources. Mm. pick them up in your hand, look at them, talk about them, talk to the person that, 
created the the curriculum, that wrote the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, phenomenal, like a like Dr. Jay Weil, who yes has phenomenal science curriculum, and mm-hmm. he's you know got his PhD in uh, nuclear chemistry or whatever. Um, yeah, we've had him on the on the, the podcast that, here. Yeah, huh. he's great. He is like a million times smarter than I ever hoped to be. Um, <laughs> and he's hilarious. And, but he, well, and he's crazy humble. I mean, yes, to yeah. be as smart as he is and be as humble as he is. Yeah. And he's it, it just, you know, just so conversational. It, it, yeah. You get to hang out in the exhibit hall and talk to Jay Weil um, and, and yep. people like him that are yes. super, super smart, you know, that love homeschoolers and love their kids and, and are doing everything they can to, uh, to support homeschooling. And you just can't, you just can't get that hitting, you know, Google and Googling, you know, homeschool science. You just don't, you don't get the same, uh, the same insight. So yeah, that's, well, they're going to go to the the homeschool resource roadmap, Brennan, but still they need to go after (laughs) they go go. to the roadmap. They still need to go see the people at the convention. And these people (laughs) are heroes to these kids. I mean, they're, you know, I remember my kids just waiting to, you know, go hug uh, Mr. Demi. Yeah. Yeah. When, or just, I mean, a lot of them, I'm sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Well, just because the kids watch, you know, oftentimes there are DVDs of their teachings. And so for the kids to actually go into the convention hall, they already have a connection with a lot of these people. So I think that is something to be said. No, I, I think it, it's really interesting with, um, with Jay Weil, with Steve Demi, yeah. uh, with Andrew Pudua, with Sarah McKenzie. Yes, yes. And I'm going to get in trouble because I've started rattling off names, but <laughs> it, it really is a lot of fun um, to, to be in those environments. Though I got to tell you, I got to tell you, when we first started doing the conventions and, and we were super stoked to have Steve Demi, mm-hmm. uh, who's such a, such a gracious man. Yeah. And, um, and my wife said to our oldest, Hey, aren't you excited? You, 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 you get to meet, you get to meet Mr. Demi, who's, yeah. you know, the, does the math program and our, and our oldest said, Oh mom, I don't, do I have to, I have wow. to see him every day. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, what a rebel. So, and we've told, and, and we've told Steve Demi that, of course he yeah. got the hugest kick out of that. Oh gosh. But, that's um, funny. No, it's, it, it's a, again, the convention is designed between those speakers and workshops and exhibitors to be equipping and encouraging. And that happens on a workshop level that happens on an exhibit hall level um, and, and fun. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where we have, you know, where we have some of those special speakers. Um, um, we always have a Friday night comedy night yep. uh, where we bring in a, a, a clean comedian. Um, we uh, for many years now have featured slugs and bugs, which is a great uh, mm-hmm. uh, sort of Bible song. Uh, um, concert on Fridays mm-hmm. that really helps teach the kids and, and catechize your kids with scripture, scripture mm-hmm. verses. Um, and then some of those special, some of those special speakers that we've had over the years. And I, I probably didn't even, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. I know y'all know, but cause we talked about it earlier, but uh, uh, you know, governor Mike Huckabee was another one. Um, and then last year having, um, having uh, Betsy DeVos and having uh, secret, I should say, Secretary Betsy DeVos and having Tucker Carlson um, 
in Cincinnati. I mean, I, I think it is uh, pretty powerful when you think about the fact that a former Secretary of Education, U.S. Secretary of Education, spoke at a homeschooling convention. Um, mm-hmm. That that um, yes, that's something that would have been unheard of um, when there were those homeschool pioneers mm-hmm. fighting for our right to homeschool twenty and twenty five and thirty years ago. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's um, and, and I I I know there are a variety of um, of opinions, if you will, on if Betsy DeVos is completely for homeschooling or not. I, I can tell you, speaking to her, I I think she is absolutely completely for homeschooling. There are some perhaps differences of, of opinion as to um, um, how some of the structure looks. And um, but I'm very very thankful, very thankful that um, she has lent her support and her voice to saying, you know what, parents. Um, Parents should make these decisions. I don't know if you guys saw the. She kind of batted down something uh, from uh, from the NEA um, not mm. too long ago. Oh yeah, where, where they <laughs> they made a quote about how teachers know what's best for kids. And look, there's a lot of great teachers out there. Please don't hear that wrong. There's a lot of great, God fearing, children loving teachers out there. Mm-hmm. But. Um, when they said teachers know what's best for kids, so Betsy's mm. reply was you misspelled parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um and I'm and I'm thankful that she that she weighed in there. Um yeah. and I'm by and I'm thankful that uh you know, I'm thankful that, you know, for a guy that uh probably turns down a ton more speaking opportunities than he takes, mm. uh that Tucker Carlson came to yeah. uh came to Cincinnati last oh, year. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, that was cool. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, it's, it's very important that, um, that people see, um, homeschooling up close and personal and healthily. Um, and I gotta tell you, um, if, if there are political forces that try to encroach on the right to homeschool, Mm -hmm. um, we will be, we will be very, very thankful that we have um, people with the, with the uh, name recognition and the platform of, of uh, people like Tucker Carlson yeah, or like Betsy DeVos or like Ben Carson or like yes. Mike Huckabee mm-hmm. um, or like Ron Paul, who spoke for us many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need those, we need those voices. Um, mm-hmm. There, there may be, some areas, um, you know, I've, I've had some friends of mine that said, oh, I can't believe you're having Tucker Carlson. He's controversial and and uh, and this and that. But look, we're either going to hang together hmm. or we will surely hang separately. And that's not original with me. That's uh, <laughs> I think it was Ben Franklin. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. we've 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 got to understand that. Uh, um, at a certain point, I think there are going to be uh, there are going to be. I think maybe I'm wrong. I think there will be political forces that uh, that try to encroach and restrict uh, mm-hmm. homeschooling, and and will be uh, we will be needing to stand together, um, not just not just then, but but now uh, mm-hmm. before we get to that point. So, yes. Anyway. Yeah. Brennan, how about some parting thoughts for our listeners? 
Wow. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've covered, we've covered an awful lot. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Homeschooling is a, I think homeschooling is a phenomenal option. Um, I don't believe that you are a failure as a parent if you don't homeschool. Um, uh, I, I want to show a lot of love and grace and support to those parents that are, you know, doing the best that they know how. Um, I mean, goodness, I, uh, Mary Jo and I've been married over 30 years. Boy, I wish I could get a do over on a whole lot of mm. things with my kids. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, um, I understand, I understand that, uh, moms and dads, um, are nervous. And so we're trying to be here to equip you and encourage you and have a little fun at the same time. <laughs> um, and, um, and just let you know, look, you can do it. And, and yeah. it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be a 12 year decision. It can be a, uh, it can be a year to year decision. Uh, it can, it can even be a, you know, a, a half year to half year decision or whatever, but, um, but you, you absolutely can do it. Uh, the the support is there, the resources are there, um, and uh, there's just not any better people in the world than uh, than homeschooling moms and dads. We love them, and um, the the impact that that homeschool moms and dads are having um, is generational. I mean, I I, I think we've got to we can't lose sight of of uh yeah it's about today and it's about next month and it's about next year but it's also a it's also a generational impact that you can have on your kid not just from a i mean from a from a spiritual development perspective mm-hmm. yes from a discipleship perspective yes from an educational perspective yes being able to being able to tailor that learning environment and that learning experience um to each child. And, um, and we're, we're happy to, we're happy to play a small part. There's a lot, look, there's a lot of great organizations out there. Um, homeschool legal defense association does a great job. Um, there's state organizations that do a great job. Uh, we've got a couple of them that, uh, have participated in, uh, in some of the conventions as well, by the way, mm-hmm. um, in Ohio last year, the, the Christian Home Educators of Ohio came and and exhibited and led a couple of workshops and and uh, they'll be back again next year. So it's not as though uh, it's not as though great homeschool conventions is the is the be all and end all. We mm-hmm. look, we think we've we think we've got a pretty good flavor of ice cream when we'd like for <laughs> you to try it. Mm. Um, and um, you know you maybe it maybe you don't like this flavor of ice cream and you find something else that's uh, more suited to you. That's uh, that's fine. But um, but. <laughs> But we do say, we do say um, a little tongue in cheek. We do say that, you know, you haven't been to a great homeschool convention until you've been to a great homeschool convention. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, so uh, anyway. Well, Brennan, so thank you, you so much for joining us today, taking the time out. And moms and dads, I hope that you have been encouraged. And if it's just been an inkling on your heart, just a little inkling, I would highly recommend going to one of the great homeschool conventions. Be blessed. <laughs>